<laughs> Welcome to Waffle Free Storytelling. Ah, Tina Constant here. Okay, heads up, this was a weird one. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> the story this week, because you know the jibber jab is at the end, so we can jump right in. <laughs> the story this week is called Why We Die. <laughs> okay. To start off with, the rumors are true. There was once a time when people lived forever. <laughs> it was, as you can imagine, a time of great advancement for the human race. Naturally it was. People had the time to learn and explore and delve into every facet of life and what it was to be human. So at that time, quite naturally, age wasn't a thing. It never is when you live forever. So all in all, people were happy and smart and funny and creative and liked nothing more than to meet in the great squares or the rolling vineyards or beside the vast, cool lakes to talk, to share ideas and, and tell tall and fairly ridiculous tales. <laughs> One of these people was Hickory. He was a farmer, and he had been for the last 800 years. Now, this was unusual, because Usually people change their roles or their jobs or their interests and their curiosities over the centuries, but not Hickory. He grew fruit. He always had, and he said, <laughs> he always would. As a result, there wasn't a thing about the life cycle of fruit that he didn't know. The part that fascinated him most was the part that humans at that time did not experience. He was most fascinated by the aging, the passing, the decaying, and the rotting of fruit. It fascinated him so much that that was all he talked about. <laughs> it didn't take long, about a hundred years or so, <laughs> before everyone in the world at that time had heard everything Hickory had to say on the topic several times, in fact, and they weren't interested in hearing it again. <laughs> After another 150 years, his friends and his family stopped looking for his company. Invitations weren't sent, and gatherings were held without him. In fact, people would see him coming and amble off in a different direction. <laughs> After another 200 years or so, Hickory began to feel the pangs of loneliness. He needed companionship and friendship, and most of all, he needed good conversation. He knew that everyone who knew him wasn't keen for his company, so he decided to seek out the only person he had never met. She was an old woman who lived on the hill, deep inside the forest on the other side of the river. As far as Hickory knew, she had been there since the very dawn of time itself. As you can imagine, all sorts of stories were spread about her. She was a witch. She was a wizard. She was an oracle or a demon or a conjurer. <laughs> Hickory didn't care. It didn't matter who or what she was. He was sure that she'd be good company. And so he packed a bag of his best fruit and he made his way to the old woman's house. It was a long hike through the woods. <laughs> and the further away from the village Hickory got, the thicker the trees became. In fact, by the time he reached the woman's cottage, he didn't know if it was day or night. Burning lanterns lit a narrow path from the boundaries of her land 
to her front door. It didn't take much of Hickory's imagination to know not to step off the path. <laughs> and if he was honest, he was relieved to see the wooden door and hear singing come from inside. Come in, the woman said as Hickory stepped up to the door. You're welcome at my table. And with that, a century of loneliness burst out of Hickory, and he began to talk. He talked about his fruit, his friends and his family, and as the sun came up, he talked about his loneliness, his frustration and his anger about how he had been treated. And the old woman listened. After another day, she finally said, What do you wish, Hickory? What do you really want? Hickory thought for a while, and then he replied, I want people to feel the loss that I feel. Then he tossed an apple into the fire. I want people to feel what my fruit feel. <laughs> the old woman laughed. She clapped her hands together, and without knowing how, <laughs> she changed the subject, and they carried on talking. Seven days later, the old woman sent Hickory on his way home with a bag of peaches and plums and apricots from her very own personal garden. Share them with your neighbors, she said. Well, Hickory took the gift from the old woman and trudged back to the village. He made sure he got there long after sunset, went into his cottage without seeing anyone, and locked the door. Ha! Give the fruit to my neighbors? He muttered, I don't think so. <laughs> and he spent the next week turning all that fruit into jam and chutney, marmalade and wine. With a full and plenty pantry, he sat by the fire, complained about the nature of the world, and bit by bit he ate the jam and the chutney he had made from the old woman's fruit. Now, here's the truth. No one knows when it happened or how it happened. All we know is that one morning a neighbor got worried about Hickory. She hadn't seen him for a while and his orchard was looking overgrown and unloved. Feeling resigned to the conversation she was sure would follow, she knocked on his door. But instead of finding him grumpy as usual, she found him rotting in his chair, just like the fruit beside him. Now, you have to remember, people were immortal at that time. The neighbor had no idea what had happened and was terrified it would happen to her. So she did the only thing she could think of. She set fire to that cottage. The people in the village were scared and confused. The end of a human life was unheard of. Paranoia soon filled every conversation. Fear took a grip and people became hushed and nervous. Instead of exploring the world, people stayed indoors. The only thing they talked about was what might have happened to Hickory. The rains came and the rains went and the ashes of Hickory's house, along with a pantry full of scorched jams and jellies, were washed into the soil around his orchard. The ash sank deep into the ground and was devoured by his trees, which flourished and grew thick 
thick and lush, full of fruit of every kind. Well, after a while, <laughs> everyone agreed that the orchard had never looked so good. And since Hickory wasn't there to lecture them on the life cycle of apples, they soon drifted into his orchard and started to pick the fruit for their own jams and pickles and puddings. And the village gorged themselves on the fruit until they were fat. Then, and here's the truth, no one knows when it happened, no one knows how it happened, but when a traveller came through the town and noticed how still and quiet everything was, he went into the houses and found every person dead. Stunned and shocked and terrified, he did the only thing he could think to do. He set fire to that village and burned everyone and everything to ash. Soon word spread of the strange happening and fear spread with it. A season came and a season went and the rains washed the ashes of all those sorry people into the soil. The gardens and the forest, the orchards and the fields, fresh with new fertilizer, bloomed and then grew. Soon people forgot what happened to the people in that village. They saw bounty and they picked the fruit and they ate it. And here's the truth. Where before the sickness in the fruit was strong, by now it was watered down and had become weak but not so weak that it didn't take hold in a human and grow. Instead of people dying in a day, it took years and then decades for the decline and the decay to set in. People were born strong and immortal. Then they would eat the fruit and the slow decline to death would begin. And so, for the first time in human history, mortality spread. It was inevitable that someone would remember the old woman in the hills and take the journey to meet her and look for answers. It was a young man who hiked up that hill. He crossed the river, tripped through the forest and up the path just like Hickory did. He knocked on the door and he stepped inside and demanded answers. What is your name? He said to the old woman. What do I call you? The old woman smiled and invited the young man to sit at her table. Call me Karma, she said, as she peeled fresh fruit into a bowl. You can call me Karma. <laughs> ah, there you go now, you know. <laughs> That's crazy. Ah, you epic and most glorious human being. Thank you for joining me today. <laughs> ah, I don't know what you got planned this week. I hope it is something beautiful and epic and special and uh, something you want to remember forever and turn into a glorious fireside tale. <laughs> Whatever you're doing. Hug the people you love, uh, go say hi to a stranger, make peace with someone you haven't talked to for a while. <laughs> we are mortal, we're not here forever, so um, cherish the moments we've got. Alright, hey, I'm off to play with the puppy dogs 
and have a cup of tea. <laughs> I'll see you next time. <laughs> oh, drop around to www.tinaconstant.com for all of the shenanigans. I'd love to see you there. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye now.